I gave up a few end of period goals and those obviously bite you. And uh, yeah, tonight uh, definitely stung. Um, they're a good hockey team. They played well. They seem to always play well against us. And um, they've had our number as of late. Still just kind of processing it a little bit. Um, you know, we're, we don't like to be in those positions, but we're comfortable being down. We know we've got uh, a lot of belief in this group and come back in games. And obviously that one hurts. The Dallas Stars had a prime opportunity to pick up two points against a struggling Calgary Flames team, but they lose in the final seconds of the game and get zero points. And we'll talk about what the team did well and what they need to work on ahead of this six-game road trip on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Tuesday, March 7th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show and watching on YouTube for the first time, please do consider hitting that subscribe button. We post daily Dallas Stars content on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And I know that there's been some bugs with uh, the podcast on Google. I'm working with my supervisors to get that fixed, but hopefully sooner rather than later, we will be available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including Google Podcasts. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode, an episode that I, I was mentally preparing myself for to talk about another overtime game that the Dallas Stars participated in, about 10 seconds dripping down the clock, and everyone in the American Airlines Center kind of has the thought of, hey, we're headed to overtime yet again. The Stars were down 4-2. Uh, you know, all things considered, you... Oh, and then there goes Tyler Toffoli. Wide open, down the ice, one-on-one -on -one with Jake Ottinger, who, let's be honest, did not have his best game. And the Flames win in regulation with six seconds left on the clock, 6.2, whatever you want to call it, a heartbreaking loss for the Dallas Stars as they close out what's been a pretty heavy stretch of home games with the pretty fitting conclusion, if you ask me. Uh, you look over the month of February where the, the Stars played the majority of their games at the American Airlines Center, and I think um, Monday night's game against Calgary is just kind of indicative of everything that's gone wrong for them over this recent stretch, and they just did not play as good as a team on Monday night. And after the game, we got to talk to Jason Robertson, Rope, Hintz, and Tyler Sagan. We'll hear from Hintz and Saggy a little bit later. But right now, we'll tune in and hear what Jason Robertson had to say. Uh, he scores his 38th goal of the season, but it's not enough, and it really doesn't feel like it matters. He actually set uh, a new career high in points with 80. Impressive stuff from Robo. But again, it's not enough to, for the Stars to get the win. We'll go ahead and now and uh, tune in to hear what Robo had to say, as well as his head coach, Pete DeBoer. I mean, we're just trying to play hockey there, uh, but more importantly, we got a power play with three minutes left. Didn't execute, did. No, something might have changed, but I mean, you know, they're just playing hockey out there. 
as you get down to the stretch, I mean, this was a crazy game. Is this the type of stuff you have to eliminate as far as uh, just chaotic? Yeah, well, I mean, um, we had resiliency coming back. Um, we're able to find some goals, shorthanded goal. I mean, it's a big, big play there by Roop to bring us with one. But, uh, I mean, like you said, we had a power play with a few minutes left and didn't bury or really generate a lot. Well, you can't just uh, throw away your principles of your foundation. I mean, you tie the game, everyone's jittery. Everyone's, you know, a little overexcited. Um, the fans get into it, which is great. Um, you just got to maintain that composure and, um, yeah, just be able to keep calm. And I thought we did. Just uh, didn't execute at the end. Well, disappointing, you know, especially crawling back in the game. I'm not sure. I didn't love our game all night. I thought uh, we played in in spurts, but not for long enough. And uh, we're probably fortunate to be tied at that point. But, you know, credit to our group. We didn't uh, pack it in and we battled back. But uh, tough way to, to lose to give that up. I mean, uh, you know, probably a symptom of our whole game tonight. You know, a little bit of awareness and execution just was off a little bit. You know, it's an 82-game schedule, and you're going to get nights like that. So you got to find a way to work through it. And, you know, I thought that's one thing I thought we did tonight. Um, you know, um, you know, if we score four goals, we should win. You know, I think for me defensively, you know, that's where we, we weren't great. We, we dropped some coverage, gave up some looks. You know, Jake had to make some big saves on point-blank stuff that, uh, you know, we can't give up uh, in, in games against good teams. Coach DeBoer said it well. You expect the Stars to win a game in which they score four goals. That's been an encouraging part over this recent stretch is, you know, you go back to even the game against the Vancouver Canucks, which was a, a heartbreaking overtime loss, but the Stars scored uh, four goals in that game, and they, they've they been racking up goals uh, against Arizona, against Chicago, against Colorado especially. They scored seven, and they, they got off to a slow start offensively on Monday night, but they eventually kind of found their footing but defensively, the Stars were just an absolute mess. And, of course, that was on full display uh, at the end, which in you know the defense of the Stars there, and this is something that Pete DeBoer did touch on uh, that I didn't include the audio from, but I'm sure some of you have seen the quotes on Twitter, uh, is it was a little bit of a mess in the lineup because the Stars had just finished a power play opportunity in which they did not execute. That probably would have changed the outcome of the game. But, you know, you have guys that have been out there on the ice for an extended period of time, so you... You know, you're thinking, why do you have, you know, the fourth line or parts of the fourth line and Mason Marchman out there, uh, as well as not your best defenseman? I mean, Miro Haskinen not on the ice. And Pete DeBoer did say, you know, he was trying to save Miro for overtime because he thought that's where the game was headed. And so that's why the Stars had the personnel on the ice that they did. I mean, there, there's game planning a- into this. I mean, the, the Stars might have still lost in overtime, even if they had the the quote unquote right pieces out there. But you never know, and I, I don't blame Pete DeBoer for doing what he did in that situation because, again, it's a very unique situation in terms of a power play that late, overtime seemingly on the horizon. I mean, and you just got to try to clean things up, and the Stars all night struggled to clean things up. And you can say, well, Calgary got two goals, kind of cheap goals that really shouldn't count. They got that first one that was kind of janky. It didn't really – it bounced off Jake Ottinger's leg pad it seemed but didn't really go anywhere stayed in the crease Calgary makes a play they bury it whatever those kind of plays happen and then Miro Haskinen tries to clear the puck but it bounces off Ottinger 
and goes in the back of the net. And you want to say, well, that, that shouldn't count. Calgary, you know, didn't earn that, but they absolutely did. That play was a result of the Stars being unable to clear the defensive zone. Calgary was hammering them at their own end at that point in the game. And so the Stars put themselves in that position where Miro Haskinen, as great as he is, isn't a perfect player. And he's going to make mistakes like that, especially if he and his teammates have been on the ice for an extended amount of time due to failure of, of clearing the defensive zone and giving Calgary those pressured looks, those high-quality scoring chances. So you can make those excuses all you want, but at the end of the day, defensively, the Stars did not deserve to win this game. I think you got to give credit where it's due to the offense. They didn't execute on many of the power plays. They got four opportunities, executed on one. Jason Robertson gets the scoring started for Dallas in the second on the man advantage, but especially that last one you get late in the third period. You have to find a way to execute there. Uh, again, I think the game ends differently. I think it ends with the Stars getting two points, but unable to execute and then unable to close out in the final 10 seconds. And that leads to Tyler Toffoli's 26th goal of the season. Maybe one of the most important goals for the Flames at this juncture because the Flames were basically a, a cornered animal going into this game, very much fighting for their playoff lives, hanging on by a thread in the playoff picture. Now they, they seemingly are right back on track and the Stars gave that to them. And this could be a matchup in the first round of the playoffs, depending on how things shape out. And given how the two games against the Flames have gone this season, I would not be looking forward to playing them because I personally believe, and I think if you asked most people around the NHL, the Stars have a better overall roster. And Tyler Sagan said it. You guys heard it just a second ago. Or, yeah, yeah, you heard it during the intro of the show. The Flames just have the Stars number. Not really a team I'd be wanting to see in the postseason. The odds are still heavily stacked against them. But this could be the spark that lights the Flames run to a postseason berth. And the Stars let it happen. Well, we're going to continue to talk about this game, but we'll focus on a little bit more of the positives, try to move on from some of the negatives, and talk about the team striking another comeback. We'll talk about that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I want to thank you again for making the Locked On Stars podcast your first listen of the day. Through the thick and thin, the wins and the losses, sign or no sign, you guys, you guys are the real ones. You're the committed fans who watch every Stars game Listen to every episode, and we're going to have games like this. We've experienced it a few times now. We watched the Stars lose late in regulation to the Penguins back in December to the Tampa Bay Lightning. We saw them surrender uh, that late regulation goal for the Rangers to tie things and force overtime. And now we add this Flames loss to that book, a heartbreaking book, but still there's some things to be encouraged by in this game. And it had been a while since we had seen the Stars 
uh, attempt slash pull off a multi-goal comeback. I know a few nights ago in Las Vegas, you could consider that a comeback win for the Stars as they were down by one goal. But it has been a little bit since we had seen them be down by multiple goals in the third period to come back uh, and either win or force overtime. And while neither of those things happened in this game, I still think there are some things and some players to be encouraged by uh, based on their performances. And one of those is, of course, Rope Hints. Uh, it's a weird point in the game where the Flames are up by two goals. It, it's only a one-goal game going into the third, but Rasmus Anderson absolutely snipes one past Jake Ottinger, and then the Stars commit a penalty, and you start to think, oh, no, if the Flames score here, this game could be over. But then seemingly out of nowhere, we see Joe Pavelski kind of steal the puck away, and then here comes Rope Hints. <laughs> just speeding down the ice and he he takes the puck from Pavelski gets into some open ice burns his man and buries the puck a shorthanded goal to bring the stars within one massive moment in the game Rope Hintz has been playing incredible as of late even going back to that game in Vegas and even a little bit before he had been one of the better performers for this team even in some losses Rope Hintz having an incredible season he now has 30 goals on the campaign and with, with uh, around 20 or so games, less than 20, I think at this point games left, who knows, maybe we could see Rope hints get into uh, the, you know, pretty exclusive club of stars players to score 40 in a season, joining his friend, Robo Sagan, Ben Madonna could be pretty special. And, and given the pace that hints is playing at right now, I think it very well could happen, but we got a chance after the game, on Monday night to speak to Rope Hintz, and he had a few thoughts to share uh, about his performance and just the team's performance in terms of getting back into that game and at least tying it up uh, before things fell apart in the final seconds. I think it it's, uh, makes you like gives you like more energy, and then the, the crowd gets going even more when when uh, we, we come back. So I think that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I felt there, and then uh, just try to get get back back up there, and then I saw a path. Pav had the puck, so I tried to try to take off, and then just I, I was just skating, and then I, don't know, I tried the same move than last game, but no, it somehow went through, so I didn't even see that it went went in. So I just heard the, the crowd was going. So there's a pivotal moment in the game, hence getting the stars back in the matchup, and then not too long after, just a few minutes later, we would see the captain come through for the team yet again. Jamie Ben wins a faceoff in the offensive zone. And then Essa Lindell sends a rocket at the net that Jamie Ben deflects past Jacob Markstrom to tie the game. And it had been quite some time since I had seen the American Airlines Center explode to that capacity. The fans were truly into the game. It seemed like the Stars had yet mustered up another great comeback. Uh, I mean, I will say this, and I know it's hard to be encouraged by what we've seen from the Stars um, in, you know, overtime past regulation but i think a big part of it is speed and while the flames certainly do have some speedy players you look at some of the guys on the roster i think the stars would have had a great chance uh, to win in overtime especially with some of their new additions i would have been curious to see how domi and dodonoff would have performed in overtime uh, if overtime lasted long enough and they got some looks i think both of them uh, could be interesting weapons out there on the ice for the stars given their playmaking abilities especially Max Domi, who we'll talk about a little bit later. But while this game defensively was an absolute mess, it was a disaster, Jake Ottinger being left out to dry, uh, just some poor decision-making, poor passes, uh, just poor coverage 
in the slot. I think that the Flames got a lot of their good looks in the slot in this matchup and maybe could have had even more goals had it not been for Ottinger's heroics. I, I'm still encouraged by the offense in this game. And uh, you hear say you heard Sagan talk about it earlier, and we've heard it all season long. There is belief in that locker room that the Stars are not necessarily uncomfortable when they're down by multiple goals late in games because they know that they have the ability to come back. And I think more often than not, the result has been more promising. And what we saw last night was a little bit more of an anomaly with them surrendering a goal with just a few seconds left on the clock. Again, you're not always going to see that late game situation where you have some of your fourth line players and some of your bottom paired defensemen out there on the ice. But again, unique circumstances call for a unique lineup and it ends up burning the stars and the flames, the beneficiary of that very thing. But I still think that the Stars team has a ton of fight left. We talked about uh, on the previous episode how you know the game against the Avalanche was monumental, and the Stars showed that it's going to be it's going to be a fight for the Central Division and for the Western Conference. But they showed they're ready, and just because they're ready doesn't mean that everything is always going to go 100% their way, and things are always going to go perfect. You're still going to have games like this, but there is still that attitude and that belief in the locker room that the Stars can take care of business and they can find ways to get themselves back into games. And they did just that. Again, they were playing a Flames team that is laying it all on the line. Their fans booing them off the ice at the Saddle Dome. This team entering night one of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, and we, the Stars have played a lot of teams recently that don't have anything to lose. The Flames had everything to lose in this game. You lose this game, and then you have to go to Minnesota the next night. That's a tough back-to-back. -to -back. It still is, but... Now they have that spark again, and the Stars just could not match the energy at times in this game, and that's what burned them. And I think it was just too little too late. The Stars finally showed a little bit of, of extra life, and I think we're matching the Flames' energy at points in the second period and then late in the third. But again, it's just not enough, and it stings because now the, the division race is still tighter than it should be, and the Stars had a great chance one final game at home before a six-game trip to get two points, feel a little bit better about yourselves before you head to Buffalo and then out to the Pacific Northwest. But now you just have to sit and wonder, what if? We're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about Max Domi. We've now seen two games from Domi in Dallas, and there's a lot to like. We'll talk about Max Domi and hear from his line mate, Tyler Sagan, right after this. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. And that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate 
daily nutritional insurance. All right, everybody, we've talked about this game at length and the sucky parts of it, the stars losing, but again, still some good things. We see the, the determination, the fight to get back after being down by multiple goals. But another really nice part of this game is the continued uh, emergence of Max Domi ever since his arrival in Dallas after the Stars took down the Blackhawks to kick off the weekend. And then he makes uh, his Dallas Stars debut on Saturday against the Avalanche. He played really well, but didn't pick up any points, no goals, no assists, but still made a very strong impression. He has continued to do so. He scored his first goal as a Dallas star. It was a game-time goal in the second period to knock things up at two. Just an all-around good performance uh, during that sequence and at multiple points in the game from that new line of Sagan, Marchment, and Max Domi. Uh, just a good play, forechecking type play where Sagan kind of steals the puck and you know things get moving, and then Domi has a chance, kind of a breakaway opportunity at the net. Absolute beauty. Looks really, really good. And there were a few other plays where he very well could have scored. There was one in particular This was early in the game. Uh, the exact moment in time eludes me, but he brings the puck into the zone and just patiently waits. We talked about this a little bit last episode where, where Max Domi is a patient player, and he waits and kind of lets things develop. He lets players get set up, and I think the Flames were anticipating some sort of pass, but then Max Domi just lets it rip, and it, it clanks off the bar. He nearly had his first goal. This was before the goal he did score. I do remember that. It was before his first goal, so it was earlier in the game. But, I mean, just plays like that, it's the little things with Max Domi. And that is a huge reason why I think he'd be really good in overtime is I think his patience, if the Stars have a clean possession of the puck, if he has clean possession of the puck, depending on who he's out there with, that could pay huge dividends, whether he's going to fire off a shot or he's going to set up a teammate. And, and I think that this is going to continue to be an effective line. And I don't know how much more shuffling you need to do maybe outside uh, of the bottom line, which is honestly not the worst line I've seen of Foxa, uh, Ty Delandria, and Yoel Kiviranta, who was back for the first time in a while last night. But then, you know, Luke Glendinning comes back, so there might have to be some movement. But I really am enjoying Domi, Sagan, and Marchment together. I think Dodonov is still a good fit with Johnston and Ben on line three. And Domi and Dodonov have been getting some quality minutes on power play unit number two even if it wasn't at its best on Monday night. But in terms of Max Domi, his teammate Tyler Sagan had plenty of good things to say about him after Monday night's game. So let's go ahead and hear those comments right now. Yeah, um, anytime uh, you know, you're playing with new players, um, you know, a lot of times it takes uh, some adjusting and just learning their ticks, and we're still fighting that. Um, I think we'd, we'd like to have some you know, D-zone shifts back and just learning... Uh, you know, Maxie a bit, and you know that's Unmush and I just making him comfortable. And um, obviously, he had a great golden night. He's he's very easy to play with. He's you know feisty and got a great shot and hard on the puck, so it's good. Great to hear Tyler say that he's easy to play with. I think Domi brings a spark to this lineup, and the Stars are going to need that a lot of nights on this road trip. It's going to be grueling. Uh, Sagan did touch on again. You didn't hear it in the audio. I cut it out, but Sagan expressed his excitement to be back out on the road. He thinks it's good for the team. Uh, which I don't blame them. The Stars have been a pretty solid road team this season, and I'm excited to see what Dodonov and Domi can bring to this squad in that regard. We've, of course, seen Dodonov play a road game with the Stars in Chicago, but that's just one game, and now we get to see him and Max Domi, who has yet to travel with the team yet, at least travel and then play a road game. So I imagine he probably just came back with the team 
after the Stars beat the Blackhawks and then she's probably hopped on the plane with them back to Dallas. But I'm excited to see what both of those guys can bring to the lineup. A tough loss on Monday night, but we continue on. The march to the playoffs continue, uh, and the Stars can really only go up from here. And this is a pivotal point in the season. Thursday, starting off the road trip in Buffalo, and then the Pacific Northwest, where the Stars don't always perform very well when they're up there for an extended amount of time. But we're going to see what they're made of, and we're going to learn a lot about this team here at this point in the season. And I feel like this is kind of the make-or-break point where if they're going to win the division, they have to perform well here. And if they start to teeter off a little bit, they could find themselves in the second or third spot in the division, which changes a lot of dynamics for the postseason. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Subscribe to the show on YouTube if you haven't done so already. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter as well as my personal Twitter account, at Dane double underscore Lewis. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Uh, we'll just be hitting a variety of different topics um, amidst, amidst the hustle and bustle of weekend games, a Monday game. Haven't had a chance to give my thoughts on the Jacob Peterson trade that happened on trade deadline day, so I'll be doing that on tomorrow's episode. We'll be talking about some AHL defensemen in the Stars organization, Harley, Butcher, things like that. Should be a, a good episode, despite there not being games for a few Day. Still plenty to cover and plenty to talk about, including my thoughts on the Jacob Peterson trade. But I hope you guys have a great Tuesday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>